Welcome to Bitverse Byte, a weekly podcast about the web industry, tools, techniques, upcoming and in use today. My name's Adam Listick, a web developer from Central Illinois and Northern California. So today we are going to talk about metrics. You know, as a as a web developer, um, you're often asked to measure things. Uh, you know, it could be a lot of different stuff. Could be you know how your server is performing uh, in terms of database to um, you know the web server aspect itself. Uh, it could be platform measurement in terms of like WordPress. Um, you know how is it performing? How fast is it you know running? And it could be front end interactions. So you know Google Analytics. Uh, you know using Tag Manager to you know measure not only how the user experience is, but, you know, where, you know, people are using the site and maybe where in the process are they not using it. Uh, so there's a lot of different things that you can measure, a lot of different places that you can check out and see, you know, what is, what is good and what isn't, you know, what works and what doesn't. I mean, there's been a, you know, million studies at this point about how the perception of speed, um, or the ease of use of a site, you know, kind of makes or breaks what um, the success of a site is. So, you know, Amazon, for example, shaved 0.5 seconds off. You know, I don't know if that's actually true, but, you know, where those small amounts of speed are kind of crucial, and then they see a large increase in conversions. Um, you know, people are buying more stuff, and they're navigating the site better. Um, and that really applies to anywhere. You know, most of what we do is we want things to go quickly. We want things to finish quickly, and we don't want to have to sit around watching a little spinner or tool to see, you know, what how we can finish whatever we're doing. And that's mostly true on the vast majority of websites I've seen. You know, you're getting in there to get some information or to buy something, um, you're not generally spending a ton of time just, you know, reading. You know, now obviously news sites and those types of things are different, but even then, I mean, you still want to get where you're going quickly. And when you get to like the front end of stuff, you know, not just in terms of site speed, but how am I going to see whether or not people are doing what I want them to on the site? Or where are they getting hung up? You know, if you have a form and you want you know, especially multi-step form, and you want people to kind of move along the process, you know, at what point are they getting frustrated? At what point are they not, you know, going to the next step? And you need to be able to measure that stuff. Now, some of that, you know, is done with uh, tools that uh, kind of user side, you know, mostly JavaScript based, such as Google Analytics. And I'm picking on that one because that's the one I know the most. I know there are many other tools out there, though. Um, and then sometimes you just want to see, well, how fast is my server running? You know, how quickly are DNS queries being, um, you know, responded to, uh, how fast are my images loading? You know, and this especially becomes more relevant if, you know, your target audience is, you know, mobile users on, you know, spotty connections or even in developing countries. I mean, if you're having to develop stuff for that audience, then speed is crucial. Now, 
there's a lot of different things to measure and a lot of it depends on the stack that you're running you know um some of the newer you know platform as a service stacks that you know you might not have as much control over you know what what it is that you know um, configuration wise on that side you kind of just hope that they're as quick as they can be but if you're running like your own vps um, then and have your own stack be it apache or nginx you really want to know how that's performing um, and then sometimes depending on you know beyond the server aspect i want to know how my platform's running so in my case wordpress how many queries does it take to load up a page how quickly does that happen you know is a plugin causing it to go too slow uh, so there's a lot that you can do the big problem with um, having all these stats is that you don't really know what to do with them you know you might have other than maybe a super obvious wow it took 10 seconds to load a page trying to figure out at what point you know that is happening and what's causing it you know it's a, it's a challenge um, so one of the things that I've really had to focus on um, and I'm still learning still trying to figure this out best is you know what are actionable stats how do I know when something is wrong or do I need to take action um, because there's a lot of noise I mean you know servers and uh, websites and everything generate a ton of logs a ton of data points and it's really hard to say, oh, it's this specific thing at this time that's doing it, so how do I then fix it? Um, you know, one of the other things having to kind of look at is, you know, stats kind of ebb and flow over time. So, you know, at 3 in the morning, and this is an example I had was, I would run a backup, you know, process and it would compress a bunch of files and it would tax the server to a point where I would start getting CPU limit alerts and every morning at about 2 a.m. it would start buzzing at me. Um, and I kind of just lived with it um, until I, you know, decide, well, this is silly. Why do I, why don't I just adjust the thresholds for things? And well, you know, and I started messing around with that to say, okay, well, maybe 75% or 85% or 90% is a better threshold for when to start getting alerted on that kind of stuff. Um, but even then, it, you know, what I would have preferred is, you know, where, what are deviations from the norm? You know, when I have the thresholds and that's okay, but really I want to know kind of a, a moving threshold, you know, where this is kind of the normal stuff and what's an anomaly. Um, and some tools do that, like New Relic has been really making some strides in that area. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to make Prometheus and Grafana do that. And I'm sure there's, there's a way I'm, I'm still, still trying to learn. And I'll get into a little bit more of what those are in a moment, but um, that's kind of, you know, when you're thinking of actionable stats and, you know, what's an anomaly, those are the kind of things you're looking at. It's not just, I hit my threshold, I'm going to send an alert, and then I'm going to look at it and try to figure out what went wrong, when it could be totally normal. You know, so really, you're, you're trying to figure out, at what point is there a problem? You know, and, and how, you know, what do I do with that? You know, maybe it's more servers, maybe it's 
um, running a process too long. Maybe it's uh, a script's taking too long to load. So you really have to kind of dig down into what that might be. You know, and those tools that you're using, it could be to be you know using the inspector tool in Chrome to figure out. Oh, okay. On my waterfall graph, I see that I have this uh, slider script that's just taken forever. So maybe I need to switch it out. You know, but then again, if it's you know async or asynchronous, and the user doesn't really notice it, then that's not necessarily bad that it's taking a long time if the user experience is okay. So it it is kind of a challenge to figure out where in the process, you know, that that could be a problem and what is the root cause and it's it's kind of never ending game of whack-a-mole in many ways. There's no one silver bullet that kind of fixes everything. Um I mean, I I've built a lot of frameworks and a lot of tools around it and at the same time I'm constantly tweaking it trying to make it better. Um and sometimes there's just only so much you can do, but it is it is interesting to try to figure out you know where in that process you know the problem is and it feels good when you finally gotta figure that out and be like okay I got it um, you know some of the tools I've been using lately to do this um, I mean there is a ton of tools for this so uh, please let me know you know what you guys are using and you know what works well for you um, but. Uh, I started kind of moving everything towards using um, Prometheus as the time series database. Uh, it's relatively new, I think, in the past couple of years. Um, and what I mean by time series database is it just all that means it takes in a series of data that's indexed by time. You know, so every five seconds I'm sampling some data and I've got a bunch of stats and then I can analyze trends and correlate the data and that kind of stuff. Um, uh, you know, some of the reasons that I really like Prometheus is it's easy to install. You know, it's got doc, it got a Docker image. I can configure it and install via Ansible, which I talked back in the prior episodes. It's got a pretty flexible and relatively easy query language uh, to, you know, try to figure out that data. Um, one of the things I like is it uses a pull model. Uh, so you just do this little YAML configuration. Um, and then you can tell it go here to grab this and group things and it, it makes it really easy and it just pulls the stats off the server as as you need it. Um, it, it does include an alert manager module. Um, I haven't explored that quite as much but I've been messing around with it a bit. Um, one of the cool things you can do about that is uh, make it integrate with uh, Slack and if you make the images it generates publicly accessible uh, it will include that image in the Slack channel too, which is kind of cool. So you can, at a glance, see, oh, that's why it alerted. Um, it's got a ton of what's called exporters. Uh, you know, so from MySQL or Nginx or just what you know, Node Explorer, which is just kind of like system stats. All that stuff can be pushed up into Prometheus, and it does it pretty efficiently. It's not a system where it. Um, will span it doesn't cluster really uh, so each instance is standalone but for smaller setups it works well and to be honest I've, I've heard of um, large setups like 10,000 nodes being put into this thing so it does work in a pretty large capacity as well um, it's in the midst of a 2.0 rewrite um, which is a bunch of storage engine improvements it's not quite there but it's it's getting there and supposedly it should be a bunch better 
it's all you know it's already pretty good but should be even better so um but you know you can visualize some stuff with that tool but it's primarily storage so what i use on top of that is a tool called grafana um and by the way these are all open source tools um so you can install and hack away on them uh, but what grafana does is a metrics and visualization suite uh, so it's where, you know, you make your dashboards and you got panels, rows and graphs and alerting and annotations and all that stuff. Um, it looks great. And I mean, it's a prettier looking tool. Um, so for what it's worth, but, um, that's where you can create all those fancy ones. A ton of people use it at this point. Um, and it works really well. Um, but that's what I've been generally using to kind of create the stats, to visualize them and try to figure out. At what point is something breaking? You know, and one one of the things you need to, you know, realize is that, well, not realize, but look at is that, you know, at this point, I, I see that there's a spike in CPU, and then way down here, I see that my database um, queries went way up. Um, and you can do that in Grafana. I mean, you could have those side-by-side -side queries, you know, and what's kind of cool is when you drag your, you know, or hover your mouse over at points, it will highlight on every graph so you can see you know, all together. You know, one of the other tools I wanted to talk about real quick also um, to highlight out there uh, is it just came out of beta, uh, but a tool called uh, Nginx Amplify. And so it's by the same, you know, company who makes the, the web server, but uh, they've created their own monitoring platform and it can do... Uh, basic, you know, node stats, like how much CPU and those kind of things are, are running. But, it, I mean, it's primarily there for Nginx. And it also, they just added in a PHP FPM, um, and that's that kind of CGI version of PHP uh, that you normally um, run with Nginx. Uh, and, and it's fantastic, and it's some stats that you normally wouldn't um, look at all the time, uh, but especially since it's by the makers of that uh, web server, it's it's really geared towards seeing how that's running and how well that's that's going. So I think it's free up to like five nodes, three nodes or five nodes or something, um, but definitely worth checking out, um, you know, and it does alerting and that kind of stuff. So, oh, and one of the cool things it does is um, checks on your SSL certificates. So, I, you know, I use Let's Encrypt for all of that. Um, it's behind Cloudflare, but, you know, I use it in the strict uh, um, certificate setup. Uh, and it, it helps to figure out if you've misconfigured something or if something's off. So definitely check it out. It's a really cool resource. Um, might as well, especially for free. Um, and if you don't really have the time or desire to set all the other stuff up, um, or if you just don't need it, um, it's a good resource for that. Uh, one, you know, one of the other things I wanted to kind of, you know, end on for all of this was that, you know, ultimately stats are great and you need them uh, for all this stuff. Uh, but the one thing I've learned and I'm still trying to figure out the best way to do this is you really just want stats that make a difference. So unless I can take action on a stat or I can, you know, say that, oh, when this hits this number, this is a problem, uh, then most kind of things I, I've kind of just ignored or I'm not even bothering to look at. 
So the, the end result should be that whatever alert you're getting or whatever um, graph you're seeing, it should be telling you something that is relevant and um, really pertains to an issue that you need to deal with. Um, graphs and stats for the sake of themselves are not really worth it, uh, especially since although it looks cool, you're not really gaining anything other than kind of missing all the noise in there. Now to actually figure out what those all are, yeah, that's a challenge. Um, and I'm still compiling myself a ton of information on, well, what are the relevant stats and when do I need to worry? And especially since it does change on a server-to-server, site-to-site basis, I mean, everything's different all the time. So what's normal for any given site? That kind of brings us to the end of today's uh, topic. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this, and I hope you found it useful. I look forward to hearing you know any responses, and um, you can hit us up on Twitter at bitvbyte or on Facebook at bitvbyte. Uh, you know, let me know what tools you're using. Let me know what things you've encountered. What metrics really are you know critical to follow? Because uh, as I said, always learning and looking you know figure out what would be better. So thanks for tuning in. Um, look forward to uh, hearing from you and see you next week.